Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Forever. Dog. Old Scratch? Old Scratch himself. Baphomet. How, how about this? Uh, animated movie or series? I don't know. Young Scratch. I like it. I hate to correct you on something, Tom, but uh, Baphomet is not actually the devil. Uh, speak for yourself. Don't you speak for Baphomet? Yeah. Yeah. Baphomet, look, but who is Baphomet then? Okay. Baphomet is a uh, horned right, goat. Alistair Crowley Jr. Yeah, horned goat deity that's popular among various occult traditions, including the Church of Satan, uh, mm-hmm. but he's not actually synonymous with Satan. Um Hail Baphomet! Hail Baphomet, yes. Um, I need a Baphomet. Whew, P.U. Everyone, this is Double Threat. It ain't the Try Guys. Ain't the Try Guys. We're not the Fry Guys, the Try Guys, the Chubby Boys, the Hungry Guys, the ones where they um, eat things that aren't food and judge them. Yeah, hot ones. Well, it's the hot ones. We're not um, the Munchies. The no. dough boys, the dough girls, the try yeah. wives. No. But what, what we other are. What shows are there? What are we? N- none of these stupid shows matter. None of these. No. We are Double Threat, and we are Julie and Tom, and we're here with Brett. The oh, so glad to be producer, here. And, uh, <clears throat> and we're doing something... You've heard of the kind of lap that a kitty cat might like to curl up on, mm-hmm. but we are doing a very different kind of lap, which is called a victory lap. Yes, that's exactly what we're doing. I'm back in Los Angeles. Brett's back in Los Angeles, and Julie's holding it down in New York City. In Mexico. Mexico? I'm Bam. on the run! Oh, what did you do at our spectacular two-night run at the Bell House that would make you I... run to Mexico? Stole a couple things. I just got to say one thing, Julie. Those shows. Hearts. Those are the most fun uh, I could imagine ever having. I was so, I had, I was so happy watching you have so much fun. That was a big, big part of the, the, the highlights of, of doing those shows was seeing what a, what a great time you were having that made it. So worthwhile to me. Um, and same thing for me. You were having such a good time, and it was funny to watch you do your thing. And the exciting thing about that is that watching you discover things in the moment and going for it makes me want to go for it. Because there was a part of the show where I got completely nude. 
Yes. And you'll not, and you won't see that on the live stream or the, I mean, that was just something that was like just for the audience. Yeah, that was, it was right before and after the show of the live stream. Yep. Yep. And as I'm saying it, I now realize it was a dream. Okay. So I, um, it was an anxiety dream. Mm hmm. Where I did the show nude. Lee? Nudely? Nudely. Yeah. That's Guestly's new spinoff uh, company. Remember <laughs> Guestly? Yeah. I don't remember Guestly. Guestly's the dump of a company where we were supposed to get paid to have their stupid guests on. Yeah, did they have? Oh, right. Travis Pickle. Yeah. That's right. Nudely uh, is basically the same thing, but the guests will come on nude onto your oh. podcast. Oh, the porno guests. They could be on Dirty Dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on the Dirty Dog Network, our X-rated uh, Forever Dog spinoff. Gonna be hot. Our yeah. bald-faced um, attempt to just cash in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, how could we make money? Yeah. Money. Because I remember when Sirius XM first launched, mm -hmm. seeing there was a Playboy channel. Yeah, I'm and thinking, then... wow, they took away, they, they took everything that you love about Playboy minus seeing mm -hmm. ladies in their, yeah. in their, in the, in, in the all together. Exactly. But you listen on your satellite radio and you hear a lady say, yeah, I'm just uh, wearing a bra right now. I'm taking off my left shoe and now I'm taking off my right sock. Yeah. And now I'm just wearing a bra. A, a, a newsboy cap, um, a cummerbund. I'm holding a huge, huge pile of the New York Post. Yeah, I have a giant pile of New York Posts, and uh, <laughs> and, I, and you're coming with me on this paper route. Yeah, or route, or route, route route. Who cares? Whatever you want to call it, it's all nude to me. And you're listening, to this, listen to this, and you're thinking. This is the hottest shit I ever heard. Yeah. Because it leaves, because, by Jiminy Glick, <laughs> because <laughs> Tom Sharpling, it leaves so much to the imagination. And you know it goes, uh, when he goes, I just want to think, because I thought, and it's a thing, it goes. <laughs> um, one thing I do want to say, if you miss the two live shows in Brooklyn, right now, you've got an opportunity. Yes, an opportunity to get your hands on the live stream of the Friday night show, which was live streamed. And what a fun show that was. And it's up and only for a few more days. That's right. It'll be available through the end of this week, I believe, through uh, until Friday uh, at moment.co slash double threat. Moment.co slash double threat. Uh, and I think there's a little counter, like a counter clock uh, over there that shows you how, how much longer it's going to be available when you go over there. But hop over there. You can watch it for the first time. If you missed it, you can relive it if you were there in person. You can see if you if you show up on camera at some point. That's a fun game to play. We had Cola Scola. We had Ventriloquist Dummies. We had so this was a a blowout spectacle of a show, and yeah. it was so much fun. It really was. I uh, 
I see these other podcasts and hear these other podcasts and all they bring is a folding table and some chairs and then they just they just shoot the breeze and that's they, enough. Yeah. They ain't yeah. getting up there and doing an all-star medley like we no. do. No, they they uh they make me sick, they make me sad. Mm-hmm. They are not good. They mm. are quite bad. That is poetry. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They make me sick. They make me sad. They're not and good. You've got to see. Bad. I also wanted to put in a plug for the live stream because you get to see just a few of the amazing costumes oh, that we had. Oh my goodness! At the show, which were just incredible. I mean, the ones on Thursday night were also just like jaw-droppingly impressive just spectacular people really went for it and it was so much fun to be a part of a show where the audience matched our excitement for things and and we are both so appreciative of the relationship we have with the audience that you guys care that we care and then it just keeps it keeps building to do a stupid bit that we don't think about twice Mm -hmm. Or we do think about to our detriment and character flaws. Mm -hmm. And then to see someone dress up as it is so great. Just to see someone dress up as one stupid joke that you made with your friend is more satisfying than anything I can possibly describe. So thank you so much. Yeah. Brett, what was the highlight for you? (sighs) Uh, And what was the low light? We'll do Rose and Thorn. Yeah, Mm. Rose and Thorns. Rose and Thorns. Mm. Uh, a highlight for me was certainly uh, one. Speaking of the costume contest, somebody um, somebody dressed yeah. up as me. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, sorry, I know that's kind of a narcissistic answer, but I was just oh. truly delighted. I was truly, you know, like just amazed and kind of overwhelmed by it. Uh, and at first, because I've seen everybody come up, and I was like, okay, I know who that was, know that, know. That. And I saw the guy dressed as me, and I was like, I had a full ten seconds where I was mm-hmm. like, who is like, which character is that? I was like going back through all the, you know. I was like, did we ever make fun of Tom Selleck? It's not Tom Selleck. I was trying to think of who this could be because he had a Hawaiian right. shirt on. Yeah. But then, then it dawned on me. I saw he had a microphone and then mm-hmm. and then and then like headphones and then it dawned on me. Um so that was a so highlight. So you it required thinking because for me, like the second I saw yeah, I him, like, I was Brett's like, Oh Brett. Stage. I think like, it's yeah, I think Brett. it's the uncanny thing of of uh you know it's too close to being it's too close just, to you. Yeah. 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 So it was I did not recognize it first, but then when I did, I was truly delighted and um a uh, very nice guy. I got to talk to him after the show as well. He came in from Toronto for the show, mm-hmm. which was awesome. You give him your social security number. Uh, I did accidentally. Address. I, accidentally, I got so excited. I just, it was the first thing I said to him. I just blurted it Credit out. Credit cards. Well, yeah. you gave yeah. you gave yourself your social security number. That's how you got tricked. I thought I was looking in the mirror because I'll always, yeah. you know, in quiet moments, just recite my social security number <laughs> myself. And Julie, uh, I'm not kidding. I I walked into the washroom. <laughs> And Brett and this other guy were doing that Harpo Marx Lucille Ball routine. <laughs> we had our nightcap and our like our our night dressing gowns on, and we were doing walking the, back oh and God. forth in front of the mirror. I love it. I love um, it. No, that was that was amazing. The costumes were amazing. Um, you know my low light? I've got a low light for you. What's that? Tell us. I had I've been working on so the second night. 
Uh, so both nights I dressed up as a as a Fauntleroy like like I, I wanted to do like mm-hmm. a dark like a Halloween version of Little Lord very Fauntleroy. a variation a Fauntleroy variation a Fauntleroy by variation. the way the Fauntleroy variations is a great prog record yes seriously it's uh it's Vangelis at his finest <laughs> I the first night I was speaking of Baphomet I was Little Lord Baphomet. Um, uh, which you, uh, you know, I think you, you, you guys, uh, were uh, taken aback by, but then you were a little, you seemed a little disappointed that there wasn't really like a pun in the name, you know, most Halloween hybrid costumes, there's some pun in the name. Uh, there wasn't really Lord. a pun in that one. Yeah. So for the second night, I was a little Lord Nosferat Leroy, which mm-hmm. is a little bit more uh, closer to a pun, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I had been it's working closer. on that costume all week. I had prepared a whole entrance mm-hmm. with that costume. I was yeah. very excited and I come out. And I had this skull, and I like lift the skull into the air uh-huh. um, to be all spooky. And my blonde wig fell off. I don't know if you saw that, um, but um, yeah, yeah, we did. That was not planned. Uh, and then uh, there was some scrambling around, and I was I couldn't really see <laughs> through the mask. I was trying to put the wig back that on, was. but I could barely. It was like looking through like a dirty window <laughs> yeah. pane, you know. If and- there was ever a reason to buy this live stream. <laughs> it's this. If, if you needed one reason, knowing that Brett there just was gave this- it to you. That there, that there is narration to the train of thought yeah. behind what that action yeah. is, which only took a second. It wasn't really that big of a deal, but knowing that Brett was scrambling oh, was like, and was panicking like as it was happen- I, happening. I thought what Brett was doing was the equivalent of my suitcase. I'm flying. My suitcase is overweight, so I'm putting on six things. And because yeah. he had... A little Lord Fauntleroy outfit. Then he had a mask. Yeah. Nosferatu then he had mask. a wig over the mask. Like it was mm-hmm. like he was trying to get mileage out of the costumes that he's bought yeah, at Hollywood he... Toy and Party. Mm-hmm. Hollywood Toy and Costume. And yeah. it is almost as though it's like the opposite of what Coco Chanel, the notorious anti-Semite, mm-hmm. would say: take off an accessory every time. Yeah, you look in the mirror and you, before you leave the apartment, and mm-hmm. it's almost as though Brett, in solidarity to the chosen people, said, "I'll show that bitch." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will layer costumes on top of each other until they make no sense. Yeah, now he had, he had a collection going. You think he was on supermarket sweep? Or it some get kind of show where also, you have to hold on to you get to keep whatever you wear. Think about a latex mask that goes all the way over yeah. your head, plus a wig, mm-hmm. plus a hat. Yeah. Plus Brett has naturally thick, lustrous Lust, locks. Yeah, lustrous locks. And I'm breaking out into a friggin' yeah. noggin sweat just thinking about it. Then he gets on stage, and we go, hey, it's Brett. And do you know what Brett says in response? (laughs) He's wearing a a mask that has zero give to it in regard to speaking. Well, because no one who's ever dressed up as Nosferatu is needed to speak. Um, Yeah. I also, as I was climbing up on the stage that second night, my phone fell out of my pocket on the ground. And... um, I was, it was like open to like, I was using WhatsApp to communicate with the uh, engineering booth and it was open to WhatsApp. It just like completely ruined the illusion because oh. I was trying to really bring like a air of menace and sort mm-hmm. of evil, uh, you know, to the proceedings in honor of Halloween yeah. and the wig and then the phone falling out. It really, the illusion, by the time I got on stage, the illusion was, had been ruined. Sure. The idea of some sort of monster or demon 
dropping right. their cell phone. Right. They would use signal. Yeah. Nosferatu. Little Lord Nosferatu. Yes. Roy. Nosferatu would do this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, Eddie. 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 Beware. Take care. Beware. <laughs> My dear is that Professor the, is that Strauss. that Pee-wee? And then you can, can probably erase the rest of Tim Burton's. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I've got a soft spot for Beetlejuice. Hunted. Despised. Living like an animal. The jungle shall be my home. And I shall show the world that I can be its master. I shall create my own race of atomic supermen. That will conquer the world. Pull the string. Pull the string. Karloff isn't fit to smell my shit. <laughs> the greatest movies ever made, it's Ed Wood. Time for a Halloween screening of Ed Wood. Seriously, if you're looking in for my a, apartment, if you're looking for a good Halloween movie that maybe isn't a horror movie, but is a movie just infused with. Spooks and the spirit scare of and, making yeah. a horror movie. Yes, Ed Wood. I believe it's Pee Wee. Pee Wee and Ed Wood are Tim Burton's yep. two best movies in my opinion. No question. Um, I know Brett. You prefer Planet of the Apes and Dumbo. Bride. I like Dark Shadows. I like his Dark Shadows, like, the big like, screen adaptation. I saw that in the theater. I thought to myself, "What is going on psychosexually?" Yeah. With him being mm-hmm. like, Johnny, go down on my wife in this one. <laughs> <laughs> so those are your highlights and lowlights. Yeah, eh? and uh, I want to say, too, you, you know, speaking of kind of how we presented on stage, you two looked phenomenal both nights. Oh! Unbelievable. All three nights going back to L.A. But in Julie New York, you really brought it. Just stunning stage presence from the look to the whole the whole shebang. Um, so, I mean, that's what New York is about is just stars, stars on stage. Yeah. Somebody came up to me and they said, SOS. they said, be truthful with me, Tom. Mm. I was like, yeah, of course I will. Mm-hmm. And they said, don't you effing lie to me. And they were getting a little intense. I was like, Jesus. I said, yeah, no, I said, I'll be truthful. They said, I'm telling you, don't you. And I said, I'll be face. truthful. I'll be truthful. They said, all right. Julie's a, a an effing uh, Barbizon model, isn't she? <laughs> she went I'm to effing. Bar- no, I'm a barbecue model. Mm-hmm. No, I said, yes, she went to Barbizon modeling school. I went school. to barbecue modeling school. <laughs> barbecue, okay. I did. I said, yeah. this marinade is made with mm-hmm. pineapples. Yum, <laughs> yum, 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 no. yum, yum, yum. You look stunning. You look- Thank you. You look stunning. You got your you got two slick suits. Yeah, I figured two. I'd wear suits. I'd show some respect to the audience. Well, you had three suits all together. Yeah. If you had been playing poker, you would have won. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. I don't either. I don't either. Mm-hmm. Poker is one of those games where it's so simple, it's boring. And you're like, how, when you learn the rules of it, you're like, how do people, mm-hmm. how is this like the game? Yeah. Where you know what I mean? Exactly. It's just, I, I have no feel for any of that stuff. And it's too late for me to learn, obviously. 
It's you, know, you already know now. how to play. It's not. It, there's like nothing that you're missing. It's just. It's just too. It's like I don't know. It's like a word search in a way, but it's like, oh no, that guy already got that. Have they that ever S. done? Have they ever done a thing where people have played poker where no one knows how to play poker, and you're kind of just like full. Full flush. Full, full throttle, Charlie's yeah. Angels. Full throttle, Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. That beats a... Super, supernova. A super, you got a supernova, I got a full throttle, Charlie's Angels. Get this guy out of here. Yeah. Um, Gin Rummy, that's a game. That is a game. Julie, what was a highlight for you? What's a rose and a thorn for you? Just looking over at you and seeing you friggin' kill it and having a blast, honestly. I mean, I think, like, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a specific example of that. But I always like looking over at you when you were singing. Uh, mm. <laughs> when is- you were singing, like, the part of the medley from Cats. That uh-huh. always made me really happy. And there are, and then, there, yeah. there are moments when we're doing those things. And I... I'm doing everything I can to not start laughing, looking at you, and we're selling it as as straight as possible, but we both know how incredibly dumb it is yeah. while we're being so reverent with it, and I'm doing everything I can to not think too much about that, or I will start laughing, that it's like, can you believe that you and I are on stage in front of hundreds of people, and we're singing... Mr. Baldwin Vadir. Well, Mr. Baldwin Vadir is definitely gonna be a career highlight. Um, I would also say you doing your Alec Baldwin laugh is a is a highlight. And then and yours um, too. low light, I would say when T Public sent the hundred shirts I had agreed to tie-dye two days before the yeah. show on Tuesday at 4 30 p.m. and I had two days to dye what mm-hmm. I had planned to be 100 shirts, but I ended up pulling it out and dying 50. We did amazing. Herculean, bad, a Herculean effort. Yeah. That was unreal. Well, yeah. I, I look around me. I see how hard you work, and I took a cue from it. But those shirts are stunning. Julie's, Incredible. And those are not tie-dye. Those are ice dye, if I understand ice dye. correctly. Ice dye. They're made with yeah. ice. Ice baby. Yeah. And they are stunningly beautiful and Thank everybody you. who got one, one kind. has a unique yep item. collector's item and made with a lot of love and a lot of care so we'll have more of those available later but if you were at the show you got one and if you didn't you'll get one later online but i will say that the shipping uh the shipping speed of t public would be my low light of the experience <sighs> wouldn't happen on jerry's watch that's all i'm yeah. gonna say for me, the highlight for me is when we do those hecker's letters live <laughs> is the funniest thing because it's like the the three of us are building this crazy – like you and I are saying all these things mm-hmm. and then watching you interpret them, Brett, is just the funniest thing to see it on a screen and – um, it's yeah. my, That's my favorite part. It's so much fun doing those and just like – yeah. Just, I mean, that's there's just something so because uh, it's the most unplanned part of the whole oh. show, I think, and so there's something mm-hmm. super fun that not none of us know. You know, we all sort of know what's coming with the rest of it, more or less. But that one, I have no idea what's coming. I'm always so excited. Oh, absolutely! That, that is that is completely 
myself and Julie in the moment, top of our heads, writing that thing. And it's just so much fun. I love watching those things come together. And Although around that time of the show, I don't know if it happened in L.A., but that seemed to be like when the audience's drinks kicked in, when people mm-hmm. started like participating towards that part. There was a little bit of call and response yeah. that we had not solicited that happened around like, I guess, around the ventriloquist dummies. Yeah, especially the second show. Um, <laughs> and I acknowledged at one point I said, the audience is getting a little lippy mm-hmm. tonight because people kept yelling. And this is my low point. Okay. My low point is people thinking I actually don't like Brett or well, that I'm actually being mean, mean, to, mean to him. Nobody likes Brett more than me. Maybe that says something about how much people like Brett, but nobody likes Brett more than me. Seems like you're commenting on his marriage. This is a list. Tom. This is a list of who likes Brett the most. Tom. Sandy. Julie. Amy. (laughs) Oh. Look, and Julie and Amy are very close. Almost very close. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I, I would have had my wife higher, but no, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. Amy four, Joe Cilio five. No wait, J- Amy four. Brett, uh, Jerry from T Public five. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Six, Joe at Forever Dog, and then just everybody else is seven. Gar- and below. What about Gary? Oh, no, he'd be with. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't think, think Gary me so much. Gary in the top <laughs> really? What did you do one? to Gary? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, know. the other one. Joe, Joe, Joe Cilio, then Joe, who Brett <laughs> Joe borrowed the apartment, apartment he from. At? Yes. Who, also, I got to give another shout out to Joe. That was when. What an incredible experience why? staying with Joe. Did you wreck his, did you, did you destroy his sink? No, we had a, we had, they were so nice to lend me some uh, implements from my cooking corner both mm-hmm. nights. Uh, Joe and his, and his uh, wonderful wife, Jenna, uh, and their dog, uh, Buffy. Loved hanging out with them. Truly, I would not have got through the 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 week without you know. It was just a very. They made mm-hmm. everything so nice. It was just sure. a nice place. Tom, to stay. Brett just thanks Joe's dog. I know he literally <laughs> went. He goes. I got to thank Joe and his lovely wife Jenna and their dog Buffy like, for Buffy. lending me some cooking implements. Yeah, we think that was Buffy's whisk. Buffy's whisk is another. Pretty good album yeah. from which band? Gentle Giant. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we're glad to hear that. And what I want to know and what Julie wants to know, Brett, be honest. Tell mm-hmm. us what's, a, what's going on in Joe's medicine cabinet. <laughs> what you find. Oh, man. Rash we got there was a. Uh... He's got rashes. There are Ups rash and downs and. Black Betty's, Black Beauties, yeah. I mean. Yeah. You know those, uh, like those huge Costco size, like uh, things of cheese puffs you'll get, those like giant sure. sort of. Uh, sure. It was one of those, but just uh, bare extra strength aspirin. But it okay. was a very, I'd never seen it so big. I'd never seen mm-hmm. such a. Oh, I thought um, you said bear like the like the show The Bear. Yeah. I didn't know they came, I was like, oh, they came out with aspirin. Do you think Brett thinks he's the bear a little bit? Yes. Yes, I, do, I, do I think too. he thinks he's the grizzly bear. Yeah. Well, I've never seen. Yeah, I, I truly have never like related to a meme more. Did you see that meme going around where they were? They would show the guy from the bear, and it would be like, "This is me when I make, you know, when I make cereal or something." You know, people were like sort of 
You know, it's like when I do something in my kitchen that's simple and I feel like this guy. It is mm-hmm. amazing how sometimes when people, even though they have something in common, can be on totally different parts of the Internet. Because I have not seen that meme. Really? It was all over, all over. I guess I was sort of searching it out a little bit because I liked it. Um, but I do, I do kind of now in the kitchen, I imagine myself as the guy from the bear and just like the weight of the world on my shoulders. But you haven't seen the bear? Oh, I've seen the bear, uh, start to finish. I love the bear. There's only one bear in my household, Brett Bear on Fox News. He's the only (laughs) bear allowed in my household. These are the only bears allowed in my house. Yogi, we bear, bear, Brett, bear. Only bears allowed in my house. What about Vanessa Bear? Vanessa Bear is allowed in my house, and Jonah Bear is allowed in my house. Um, Todd Bear? Todd Barry. The comedian, Todd Bear. I like him. I like uh, the song Bear Necessities from... How many of the Care Bears would you allow in your apartment, in your home? Six Care Bears. What about Bare Naked Ladies? Which ones? Bare Naked Ladies can come on in any time. Which Care Bears, Which Care Bears would you allow? Keith, Herbie, <laughs> Sticks, Stretch, Specs, and uh, Itchy. Don't itch, forget Itchy. Itchy and Itchy. Yeah. And big Itchy and Little Itchy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space last night. Oh, so good. Because my brain is just in a place where I Mm -hmm. can't. Like, I tried to watch that Nicolas Cage movie that just came out, the, like, Someone, one where he plays himself. Someone watched that on the plane. I couldn't deal with it. It was just yeah. too much for me. I was like, I can't handle this. I, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like, mentally, I'm mm. I'm just so exhausted. I just need yeah. something that I know exactly what it is. And, mm-hmm. you know. So Oh, I get it completely. You know? <laughs> flying out. I'm trying to think what I watched flying out. I watched, um, Yeah. United had a pretty weird selection of things. Mm-hmm. It's pretty arbitrary. Well, I like it when you can choose the categories and then under classics, it'll be like the money pit or, you know, it'll yeah. just be things that you wouldn't think would be. With- These are not classics necessarily. Like, well, I mean, yeah. they're, yeah, they weren't made mm-hmm. last year, I guess. No. But I, I watched. Killer Clowns, yeah. for, have you seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Uh, no, I haven't. But Brett, you have. Yes, and I want to say real quick, shout out, another shout out to my wife. This is one of Amy's favorite movies. She loves, obsessed with Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I got her a it's, shirt for the, it. This the week, art this year. direction of it is like incredible. The the like the clown. I I need to like 
look up what the story of it was mm-hmm. in terms of are those like animatronic? Are they like this one? Is there like a like is there like an artist attached to this who was like their vision? But anyway, there was something in it that was really bothering me because my brain is broken, which is that they like kill people with a stun gun and then they wrap them up in what everyone in the movie keeps saying is cotton candy. Do you know what I'm talking about, Brett? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's not the color of cotton candy. <laughs> it drove, drove me crazy. It was like clearly red insulation was cheaper than pink insulation mm-hmm. for this movie so that everyone just agreed that that's what cotton candy looks like. And I'm watching it. I'm like, I'm like throwing things around my apartment. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Jazz is hiding under the bed. I'm un- I'm unhinged. Yeah. I am loose as a goose. I'm holding a an empty bottle. I look like Hunter S. Tompkins on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> By the way. Uh-huh. Okay, that's not what cotton candy looks like. Am I wrong? Oh, no, you've never had cotton candy that color? That's not what cotton candy looks like. No, of course it doesn't look like that. That looks like... That looks like Grimace. It that looks, looks like Grimace's yeah. sister. Yeah, it looks like. Yeah, it looks like if we were going on like high school sports, this school would be the Lady Grimaces. <laughs> I that would be the first sports jersey I would ever wear would be something that says the Lady Grimaces. Oh, by the way, and speaking of sports jerseys, at one of the shows. Uh, a, oh, a, a woman came on stage for the for the costume contest with a Kent Bazemore jersey. And was that something that is hard to find? Like you yeah. can't just walk into. Yes, a... that's that's an impressive really? find. That's, that's a very impressive find. That's that <gasps> was. I didn't know they existed for anybody other than Kent Bazemore. Really? Do you think she may have gotten it custom made? It wasn't just something she, that you'd she... go into any Footlocker and find. I think that's that's a deep dive for the Atlanta really? Hawks that they probably made them, but they didn't make many of them. But she got one of the ones they made. Really impressive. She, she uh, looked great, and then there was a sexy Alec Baldwin. Yeah, there was on the on the first show. Somebody had a sweater, a sweatshirt that had written on it Tom's Diet, and. Attached to it was a little cupcake, a little candy bar. <laughs> like, just, I never felt so reduced to, to I just I think you were enhanced. Simple. I think it was enhancing. Well, I, I still loved it. Um, and one of my favorite costumes at night, somebody had uh, a shirt. They, it was a, it was a, they were a CC's pizza employee saying like, Tom, give us one more chance. No, but it was misspelled. It was, it was misspelled, like, yes. Amazing. Give us chance. <laughs> I, I am blown away by the creativity in the audience. Please, Tom. We had a lot of Hecker's representation. Oh we had a God. Jack Nicholson eating chili. Yeah. We had somebody represented, somebody dressed up as Mike's Way, which was just this like representation Un- of just horror. Unbelievable. Yeah. It was. We had, we had a throw mama from the train costume that like, Drove me wild. Unbelievable. It was a truly special event with that. There um, was a Jimmy Jazz. There was a Ghoulie Klausman. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, it was just um, a lot of and a lot of Fauntleroy representation. A lot of Fauntleroy. Who knew that was going to catch on the way it did? Phenomenal Fauntleroy costumes. I mean, mm-hmm. just 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 Im- immaculate. Did, Great did detail. Did Steve Albini ever write back to you? No, he did though. He did the ultimate, uh, like kind of shady thing, which is he, because um, I replied. So Steve Albini mentioned Little Lord Fauntleroy in a tweet uh, criticizing uh, Tucker. Uh, Tucker Carlson, and I replied back just sort of clarifying, you know, that he had sort of misrepresented Little Lord Fauntleroy, and then I was getting comments to my uh, comment, and so Steve Albini actually liked a couple of the comments on my <gasps> comment, but did not like my comment. Mm. What did he like? Was it stuff that was like, you're missing the point, you jerk, you're, or you're well actually Steve Albini? It was, uh, it, would, it wasn't anything like that antagonistic. It was like somebody like had, uh, Pointed out uh, who was it? Who uh, did the um, that kind of novelty band that did the Little Lord Fauntleroy song? Um, oh, the Upper Crust. The Upper Crust. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody posted a link to that, and he liked that. But the thing is, he would have had to go through my comment to get to that comment. So it's like he drove he drove straight through my comment, didn't like <laughs> it, and then was liking the comments that were that were attached to mine. So it felt. I know he saw it, and he had to process it. He didn't um, like it. Uh, he did not like it, though. He didn't mm. like it, and he didn't like it. He yeah. didn't like it, he didn't like it, he didn't engage with it. Yeah. He said, nope, no thank you. Mm-hmm. Not that interested. <laughs> Brett, what movies okay. did you watch on the plane? Wait, before, before you answer that, can I ask you a quick question, Tom? Oh, yes, please. Is, is this anything? Steve Albini Feldstein. Uh, yeah, it is. That is okay. something. <laughs> Steve Albini Feldstein. Fine. Yeah. As you, as you were. I love it. I want to do something with that. We'll do something with it. We'll get uh, we'll get Beanie in over at uh, Electrical uh, Audio and do an mm-hmm. album with Steve um, singing "Don't Rain on My Parade." Yeah, and uh, he's a whore by Big Black, <laughs> which is the cheap trick song. You do. He's a Lord, a uh, little Lord Fauntleroy. He's a oh. Lord. Yeah, I seen her face. It's a face that could stop a clock. And cheap trick are so good. Um, now, what was the uh, what move? Because I have a thing I want to put forth that I think could be something we could do later, which would be I watched two movies, one going to New York and one coming back from New York, and both of them had one thing in common: they were the most impressively cast movies I've ever seen. When I when I take a step back, I'm like, that is. The greatest cast. What if we were to do something about the greatest cast in a movie, like the greatest mm-hmm. movie casts of all time? Because I think I know my top two. I watched both on the plane, but I'll talk about that in a minute. What did you watch, Brad? I uh, uh, so when it comes to picking an airplane movie, um, and I should say United had a really bizarre and unexpected selection of movies, and I and I didn't want to miss anything. So what I do is uh, I start by going to the A to Z tab. I, I skip the the genre tabs or the new release tab. I like that. And I go uh, through the entire list of movies available and then I have the notes app on my phone up and I, I, I keep a record, a list uh, of everything that I might want to watch. You do? Oh yes, for, for sure. Because I, I, I don't want to miss anything. You know, I don't, I don't want to like, I see That's something cute. in B that I like but then i miss something later on that i would like even more 
Uh, so I write every movie down that I would possibly want to watch. This guy's a real cinema head. Uh, I love this. Julie. I love that he brings out the notes app while he's scrolling on his. That's really. I think that's very charming. He I just don't want to miss anything. He does a podcast about movies. It's called Weekended Bur- um, Bur- yeah. Bergens. Bergens. Yeah. Bergmans. Um, and they talk about movies. So that's why he's a, he's a big movie head. He doesn't want to miss nothing. That's right. I don't want to miss anything. Uh, so then I and I rank him in order because at some point I'm going to fall asleep, you know. Uh, and then so I rank him in order of like you know most I want to watch the most, and then what you know what would I watch if I can get around to it. Mm-hmm. So coming to uh, going to New York, I had three. I wrote down Big Lebowski, uh, Field of Dreams. I don't know why it just stood out to me, and then Tu Wong Fu. Uh, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. So I had those three listed, and I got about thirty minutes into Big Lebowski and fell asleep, uh, which was very, di- which was very disappointing. And then you uh, were out for the whole flight. That was a red eye, to be fair. That was a red yes, eye. Yes, I would do. That would do it to anybody. What did you get up to? Did you get up to the Jesus? Um, yes, I got past Jesus. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, I got. Um, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. I got. I got. I got, I got about halfway. I got about halfway. I'm, I'm not giving myself enough credit. I got about halfway in, and then and then I. Uh, but I didn't get to Jackie Treehorn or anything like that, okay. um, or Arthur Digby Sellers or any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then coming. Uh, you know what I did? Uh, coming back, I uh, uh, I overdid it. I had like 20 things on my list by the time I got to Z. Um, and I ended up though going with. Uh, this guy's got enough movies to go to the freaking moon. Yeah, and uh, here we go. I actually have the list right here. Uh, this is my, my full list for uh, the flight back to L.A. Um, Batman Returns, Boomerang, uh, Buzzcocks. It was some Buzzcocks thing. I thought it was a documentary at first, but it was it was more of a reunion concert, I think. Uh, Crybaby, Death Becomes Her, The Imitation Game, uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, uh, of course, about Savannah, The Shining, Twelfth uh, Night, Trevor Nunn's Twelfth Night. Um, so a lot of great options there. Uh, but I ended up uh, starting with and ending with uh, Licorice Pizza. Uh, I'd only seen it once in theaters and uh, had been meaning to rewatch it for a while. Uh, a, because I, I felt like I uh, it, it may have eluded me a bit the first time in, in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, B, more importantly, because I'm I'm about to move to the Valley. Uh, my, my uh, little family and I are, are renting a house in the Valley. Uh, very excited about that. And I, I have this dream of, of, of Sandy growing up in the Valley and having a real, uh, you know, rascally childhood, a Gary Valentine esque childhood, always getting into schemes and so forth. So I, I, um, I ended up just watching licorice pizza. I was rewinding it a bunch and rewatching scenes that I liked. And, mm. and um, I, I just loved it on this second, okay. re, uh, second watch. I, I liked it originally, but I really, really liked it on this second watch. Um, I think it's just, uh, one of the great movies about growing up. One, one, okay. one of the greats. Interesting. Interesting. I will say it is funny and a little ironic to me that you're keeping all these notes on your notes app for ultimately just two movies that like any hipster would just be like, yeah, those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I usually go for something weirder, um, mm-hmm. uh, like something that I wouldn't watch in my normal life. Um, but um I don't know. I, I wanted. I think it was like no. The, it's a, listen. There's no shame in it. I just think it's. I think it's charming that you're taking notes and then ultimately, yeah, like uh, you know, just going by go, going with like two mainstays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little yes. bit of comfort. You desire a little bit of comfort on a flight. Also, you don't want something 
wildly challenging. I didn't want to risk. I didn't want to take a risk. Um, I'm also very, I'm also fairly scared of flying. So I like, I didn't want anything that was like, I didn't know what headspace was going to put me in. I wanted movies where I was going to be put in a very charmed, uh, uh, headspace. Um, you, I was, cry, you cry at movies on flight. I cry. Oh my god! There's yeah, a, there was like yeah. a thing about like why do you cry on planes? And I'm like, I'm not reading that article, but that's a yeah. thing. I remember watching the movie Love and Basketball, and I was bawling my eyes out. Yeah, and I was telling people this is a great movie, and then people were like it's really not a great movie. That's a that's a topic. Is like, what's the worst movie you've ever cried at? Yeah. Well, in general, but also especially on a plane. Because I'm going to mm. go ahead and say the BFG. <laughs> BFG would be a wow. Okay, it's definitely up mm-hmm. there for mm-hmm. me. It's like, <laughs> like sobbing. I cried at Casanova, that movie that Heath Ledger was in. Remember Heath Ledger was in that like Casanova movie? Yes, with Sienna Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, fairly corny, but I don't know. I was I must have been in a, mm-hmm. you know. What did you watch? Oh, these are the two movies I think have the greatest casts of all time. Flying out, I watched Days and Confused. Which, you add Wiley that cast Wiggins. up. You got Wiley Wiggins. You got Nikki Cat. You got Anthony Rapp. You got a young Ben Affleck. You got Matthew McConaughey. You got Parker Posey. You got Jeremy London. You got Rory Cochran. You got who? Like right? Who else am I missing in there? There's so many people in that movie. That cast as solid as it gets from top to bottom. But then flying back, oh, I would say this movie has the greatest cast. Cannonball Run. Even better than the cast of Cannonball Run. Not possible. Out of Sight. I love that movie. Listen to this cast. I love Out of Sight. You wrap your head around this cast. Albert fucking Brooks. George Clooney, Jennifer Lopez, Albert Brooks, Don Cheadle, um, Dennis Farina. Dennis Farina. Um, uh, Ving Rames, Ving Rames, Nancy Allen, Viola Davis. She plays the woman. She's the house. She's like the housekeeper. She's Midge, who Albert Brooks is having an affair with in the final. Oh yes, and she immediately. Oh God, he sells her up the river. Yes, Viola Davis has a small part in it when she's Catherine Keener, right? Catherine Keener is in it. Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman. Two two so uncredited performances, Michael Keaton and Samuel L. Jackson in the movie. And then that is his character from Jackie Brown, if I'm not mistaken. The it's the only crossover thing of him playing Ray uh Ray Nicolette. Mm-hmm. He was the same character in Jackie Brown as he is in Out of Sight. Did you know that, Brad? No, I didn't. That, that, Brett, that did is, you know that, that? That's a really cool fact. You should cool watch them fact. back to back. Because it's an um, Elmore Dennis Leonard Fr- connection. It's so right, funny right, how right, much right. Dennis Farina does not like him in that yeah, movie. Yeah, so good. Like, he doesn't like his character dating his daughter. He just has zero respect for him. Yeah. It's hilarious. I'm telling you, that movie, that cast. Oh, Steve Zahn is in it. Steve Zahn's great in it. Yeah. Like, you don't even, you cannot believe the, the cast put together for that movie. I would put that, I would say that's the... I think that's the best cast of any movie. I love that movie. Yeah. I think it is great. Yeah. You want it to tussle, we tussle. That's the best. When she gets that stick and she goes, wham, wah. Mm-hmm. 
hits him right. I need to get one of those sticks. I need to get one of those sticks too, because he's like, yeah, me and Tuffy used to tussle. My friend Alfie, I asked her what she has. She, I said, do you have pepper spray? She says, I have pepper spray, a taser, and a knife. I said, oh, mm, yeah. Brad, you ever seen Out of Sight? Oh, I love Out of Sight. Love Out of Sight. Just so cool. Such a cool movie. Yeah, that's what it's it's like being me. It's so cool. I see that movie and I'm like, that's what it's like being me. I got that stick that I hit people with. I got a... Wait, you're more like... You you see J-Lo and you're like, that's like me. I'm I'm like Karen. I'm half Karen Sisko. Half Mm -hmm. white boy Bob. Greatest death in any movie ever, also. I like where the diamonds are hidden. Yeah. I think that was a good reveal. Absolutely. So, yes, that's what I watched on the plane. I watched the... I watched you the, watched some fine 90s flicks. Great choices. I, I watched the, uh, the Nicolas Cage movie, which uh, I actually uh, walked out on. And uh, <laughs> I was on the wing. Or part of the movie, then the I would have watched a movie lured called me back in. What's going on with Nicolas Cage's hairline right now? Yeah. And it could have been like a two part, like a two season docuseries, like The Vow. And I would be on the, I would tune into every episode because I want to know. Yeah. He, I want to know. He's got some, he's got, he's got, he's got the, the most intense beard. In that movie. Yeah, the hair on his head and face is... But you know what I mean? When I tried watching yeah. it last night, it was just like, this is too stressful. Yeah. No, I'm really I get stressed it. out about this. There's a scene where he's at lunch with this guy and trying to pitch himself, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I can't handle this. Yeah. I can't handle this right now. I'm, I'm, I want um, killer clowns from outer space mm-hmm. zapping people and, the, and people pretending that what they... in sconce them in his cotton candy in mm-hmm. any way yeah and in that movie he has the beard that's like uh it's like gi joe the old gi joe the tall like gi joe on. dolls yeah it's like scruffy it's like little fuzz on plastic <laughs> do you know those dolls the old tall like the brett do you know what i'm talking about uh, run me through it one more time. Let's look for an original G.I. Joe doll. Can you pull yeah. a picture of an original G.I. Joe doll up? Because G.I. Joe had a beard, but it was like weird. But it wasn't it was painted light... on. It was no, actually... it was actually it was actually fuzzy. Like tactile. Yes, absolutely. Oh wow, this is Just wait until you see what I'm seeing. What does that mean? Yeah, that's trouble. Ah! Oh, that. God. Look they would that. not let that guy in the army. Yeah. What kind of army is this? This is like the Kiss Army. Yeah. It's Army Plaza. It's great. It's great to know. Ah! That. Look at that. Wait a minute. Now that's, it doesn't this connect. one's falling apart. This one's those falling. Mun- are those Munton chops? He looks sad. Looks like that comedian, Andrew Santino. I don't know who that is. The great, the great Santino. The great Santino. Well, if you knew who he was, you wouldn't be calling the great Santino. <gasps> that guy. He looks exactly like that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Does he have a podcast? He does, and he's Let's also on the show Dave. Him. 
He's on the show, Dave. With a question mark? With little Dicky. If I saw if I saw Dave was on TV and I turned to it and it wasn't two friggin' Kevin Kleins, mm-hmm. I would lose my shit. Yeah. You gotta check my new movie out, Dave Two. Three Daves. Dave Two colon three Daves. <laughs> so are they all Kevin Klein? Two of them are Kevin Klein. What's the third one? Kevin Robert Nealon. Klein? Kevin Nealon. Mm. I'll watch it. Do you think when Kevin, when when Robert Klein passes on, the headlines will if, say if, if Robert if, if Klein he does, if and on. when he passes on? Could we say at the same time? It'll say his one, leg stopped. Two. Okay, three. one, two, three. His leg stopped. He finally stopped. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he finally stopped his leg. Yeah. So I wait, can't the stop headline my just leg. be it stopped. It stopped. The leg stopped. His leg stopped. Just like the front page of the New York Times. His like, leg stopped. Leg stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Do people need a footnote for that, or should we not explain? Nah. Fuck them. That's one for us. Look, if Brett's going to go on stage dressed like Little Lord Nosferatu, we can make that- a Robert Klein joke. Little Lord Nosferatleroy. Little Lord Nosferatu. That is a tongue twister. Yeah. Under a heavy latex mask, mm-hmm. for sure. I was pacing backstage practicing saying it because I really wanted to nail it. Mm-hmm. I was pacing backstage going, Little, little Lord Nosferant Leroy. Nosferant Leroy mm-hmm. is the. So, official. Brett, is this the first time you've been on stage? And if so, do you have the bug? And uh, if so. Because you're solid on stage, you're good. Oh well, thank you. Uh, it's it's definitely uh, I'm good with you with you guys. I'm good as as the you know. Oh, um, he's gonna ditch us. No, because yes. I wouldn't know what to do uh, otherwise. Because I I really I will say I really appreciate that you gave me my cooking corner because mm-hmm. uh, that allowed me to just sort of do something I was comfortable mm-hmm. with. Um, sure. You know, be off to the side of the stage. So um, I was I was con- I, I loved being on stage in that in that regard. You mm-hmm. know, with with you two. Um, this, this is what I would love to happen, Julie. Brett gets the bug. He says to Joe, oh, we got to do Weekend at Bergman's live. Yeah. They start doing it live the second those two guys go up. (laughs) Stage right. Choke. (laughs) Dry mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, everybody. Uh, (laughs) Welcome to Weekend at Bergman's. And then then he pictures them naked because that's what he was told. And then that makes him more nervous. And then there's actually naked. Yeah, yeah. Now he gets more nervous. He's like, oh, there's so many naked people here. <laughs> Why are they naked? What do they want? What do they want to do to me? We're Tom and Julie. We're Tom and Julie. He looks over Joe. Then we just, come out from the back. We come out yeah. from the back of the house. Yeah, we come back. We come out do, like. Do. We come out on horses. We come out on horses to save the day. You've got, what's his name? Lefty? My horse, Oakley. My horse is named Oakley, and he wears Oakley wraparound shades and has a goatee. <laughs> and uh, he's he's the only horse in that montage of people taking those pictures in their cars of themselves. You know, I don't those, know that one. What is that one? You know the one where they just show all of the 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 just the most generic right wing yahoos. Do you know the thing I'm talking about, Brett? 
No, and they're in they're in their cars. Like they're generally selfies in their cars. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd like to see this. This sounds like a Marjorie Taylor Green. It's kind everyone of has Oakley right? shades. They all have the goatee. Oh, I know what you're like saying. This. Yes, yeah, and they because all look thinking, the same. As I was, as you know, I'm campaigning for Marjorie Taylor Green. Yeah, green green beans. <laughs> the green beans. That's what you guys call yourselves. We are the green beans. I, I, no, I just call her Green Beans whenever I talk okay. to her. I'm like, what's okay. up, Green Beans? Green Bean Casserole? There we go. Oh, God. Uh, so there uh, really is, like, this uh, aesthetic, this right-wing aesthetic that we're, like, people who vote like like, like assholes think yeah. this looks cool. Yeah. Because they really do. They all think they look really cool. Oh, yeah. No, they think they're like, oh, I'm getting a little older, but I'm looking good. There's so much... Like, you know, shithead version of swagger in these photos. Yeah. yeah. Especially with the men, because the men are all just giving these like, yeah. Yeah. No, they think they're all badasses, these guys. And there is that aesthetic that Look at them. that Green Beans, as I call her, mm -hmm. embodies because I just can't get over that she ran a CrossFit gym with her now mm -hmm. ex-husband. Yeah. So when you think of like what are the two coolest things in the world and can they overlap, it's like mm -hmm. right wing politics and CrossFit. Yeah. Well, guy in the top right looks like he's uh one of the cavemen from uh that old show <laughs> Cavemen. He's also one of those people that didn't who like tried to have a beard, but the mustache never really fully yeah. grew in. Yeah, so he's got like a, a C Everett like a Coop vibe going on. <laughs> So you, if you were born later than Tom and I, Tom and I are born in the 1920s. Yes. C. Everett Coop was the Surgeon General in the 80s, mm -hmm. and he had a really, really great beard with no mustache yeah. attached to it. It was like a floating, kind of an Amish mm -hmm. sort of thing. And there's a character on The Simpsons that is clearly modeled on C. Everett Coop. That makes no sense anymore because yeah, that's because The Simpsons was not supposed to be on for 88 years. No. What are you and the Green Beans up to these days? Um, well, we're doing this thing where we like fill balloons full of urine and then we drop it on the heads of people. <laughs> of yourselves. <laughs> who are us. Yeah. You throw them up yes, in the air. On ourselves. Because she actually told me that's how she keeps her beautiful blonde hair so mm -hmm. you know yellow <laughs> great that's what it is it's just urine brett oh yeah you got what's up oh, hey. oh my gosh yeah Whatever, whatever restorative Who's the break most that was. Towered, tired, towered, <laughs> towered records. I'm Who's pretty tired. You want to know something funny, Julie? It turns out that Brett and I were in the air on the same airline a half hour apart. And I was, there was a moment where I was like, is Brett on the same plane as me? Mm hmm. And then I was looking around. And I was if like, you were, would you have used the flight attendants to? mess with him such yeah. as 
send that guy these peanuts and say that they're from that lady mm-hmm. over there? I would have sent him a tapas box. Oh. I would have said, send him a tapas box. Tell him it's from the pilot. You gotta love the American version of what a tapas box means. That you can stretch the meaning so that it means like a wrapped piece of string cheese. Mm-hmm. What else are in those tapas boxes? A little thing of hummus. There's a tapas box. A little pe- little thing of hummus. A little thing of like a brugette. Crackers. Some, a bunch of crackers. That dip your thing in a little thing of kind of like a very whipped cheese. That you can dip it in and, and some nuts and a variety of crackers. Just like they would eat in España. Just fresh. You get a Rioja. Yeah. And some, what's that stuff? Sangria. Some sangria, yes. I do not like sangria. I like it when I'm at Beefsteak Charlie's. Okay. I always remember the ads were like, we got beer, wine, or sangria. And I was a kid. I was just like, sangria? What's that? That's so funny that Beefsteak Charlie's Did you have beefsteak third option. Yeah. Did you have Beefsteak Charlie's in uh, Georgia? Uh, no, I never heard of Beefsteak Charlie's. I love that name, though. It was a family restaurant, like a chain family yeah, restaurant. Yeah, I Do you can remember? see Your family it. drank it. a lot of sangria. Do you remember the commercial, Julie? The song went something like this. You're gonna get spoiled. We treat you right. You're gonna get spoiled at Beefsteak Charlie's tonight. I'm Beefsteak Charlie, and you're gonna get spoiled with free shrimp. Wait, hold on. Why are they using the music from Network? They're using the music from Network in this ad. This is the story of Beefsteak Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only instance yeah. of a man who was killed yeah. for having lousy sangria. This steak is rare as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Wait, I want to see the video. Brett. Yeah, I'm pulling it up. I don't remember this ad, but I do remember Beefsteak Charlie's. Look at this guy. Because there was also a chain called Charlie Brown's. Oh, yes. I'm Beefsteak Charlie, and you're going to get spoiled with free shrimp. Big juicy steaks cooked up just like you like them. And sweet tennis shrimp flowing endlessly. All the shrimp and the fixings you can eat Stop your dinner. Stop singing onto First the all, hit shrimp. Pause, hit pause for a second. Hit pause for a second. Those bowls were filled <laughs> with about 60 pounds of shrimp. God help anybody who gets the oh. shrimp anywhere from the middle down. Oh. That is going to, I don't care how much shrimp people are eating. They ain't digging into that thing fast enough to, for that shrimp not to turn. And these actors, I know they're actors, but they are singing onto the top surface of that shrimp Gross. bowl yep. so that every shrimp, whether it was the one they breathed onto mm-hmm. or the ones underneath them, are all contaminated. Yes. Look at that freaking giant, two I'm not giant only bowls nauseated, of but. Yeah. I like have chills, you know, when you're like kind of mm. cl- you, you're you're so nauseous that like your whole body gets sort of clammy. Yeah, no, that's uh, you might have COVID. No, I don't have COVID. I'm just watching these actors sing onto bowls of shrimps. Well, if you only how many bowls of shrimp do you see? Two. It was only one because that. Oh if you, crap! If you see two, that means you got COVID. 
Oh, is that the new COVID test instead it is. of limes? It's a, a beefsteak Charlie's commercial. And you if get you a COVID two... test and two bowls of shrimp turn up instead of two limes? Yeah, that's how it works. And are those rolls in the background? Are those like like loaves of bread? Heroes. Is this a buffet situation they had going on at Beefsteak Charlie's? Beefsteak Charlie's, you'd order the food and then you'd get to go to the salad bar. Mm, okay. I will say okay. that is my favorite. That is my favorite working model of it's food. A, yeah. It's a pretty is, good model. Yeah, we're here just like, all right, I want this. And you're like, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, it's like, while we're making this, you, you, you freaking animal, why don't appetite? you go up and have a whole for, why don't you have a why don't you have a pre-meal before we bring your full meal to the table? It's my favorite it's my favorite yeah. thing. Go on up to the salad bar. I'm hungry. I want what I want. Okay, we'll bring it to you. But what do I do in the meantime? Eat all that. I'm okay. Eat a whole meal. Fine. Yeah. Don't think I won't. Here I go. They're like, hey, while you're at the salad bar, you might yeah. want to eat some salad. You want to yeah. choose some salad from it. And I'm like, and it's also alone. This is a salad bar. It's not yeah. just salad and croutons and stuff. They got these giant bowls of shrimp. I've never seen bigger bowls. Who's going to be hungry after that? There's no. The slobs that eat at Beefsteak Charlie's. <laughs> it's nothing you could put in that bowl that would make sense. Even salad would be, mm -hmm. it would just be like, that's too big of a bowl. And I was one of those, uh, I was one of those slobs. I remember making a joke to my father once because he loved that same model you're talking about, yep. Julie. I, I said to him once, um, I was like, it was one of the earliest jokes I made. I was like, yeah, dad, if, uh, you get more excited about that salad bar, the, they're going to have to start putting speed bumps in this uh, restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Slow you down from running up there. And he was like, that would be one he'd still just be like, and you'll never believe he said he could put speed bumps. It was like a weird early joke of mine. You're roasting. Yeah. Yeah. So those of you who think Tom's mean to Brett. It is out of love. Love, I'm just kidding. Are you kidding me? It's the greatest honor of my life getting roasted by Tom. That's when you know you made it. You, you made it into the hallowed realm. Valhalla. Yeah. You know what could have been roasted is those shrimp because they also look raw. They look, they look pretty rough. What did he say early on that the shrimp are free or something? The shrimp have been steamed in a dishwasher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are dishwasher shrimp. <laughs> I'm Beefsteak Charlie, and you're going to get spoiled with free shrimp. It's like a threat. I think, you know what I think he means? We're going to feed you spoiled shrimp. That's what he means. You're going to get spoiled because this food is spoiled. You will be spoiled. I misspoke. I misspoke. Yeah. Just in the also, logical sense that this food is spoiled. You're going to get spoiled <laughs> because you become the spoiled food or you ate. you're going to get spoiled shrimp. Like he didn't finish yeah. his sentence. Look at these you order picks. shrimp, you're going to get spoiled yeah. shrimp. I'd also like to point out that Beefsteak Charlie looks like he went into any, like not a costume shop, but a disguise shop and just yeah. said, give me a disguise. He looks like he's in the witness relocation program <laughs> and like they're moving him to like to the courthouse to testify. So they have him in like a giant mustache. Look at these poor Wait, people. I'm sorry, Tom. You you must know this. You, you both probably know this. Todd Rundgren has a song about Beefsteak Charlie's. 
Oh, I didn't know that. It's news to me. I remember SNL had a sketch, a fake commercial. Do you remember that, Julie? Mm, I don't know if I do. The original era of SNL. It's called Pre-Chewed Charlie's. This says, Todd Todd Rundgren's song, Boogies, parentheses, Hamburger Hell, pays homage to the joint. Didn't know that. Sorry, can I listen to this song? Sure. Well, let's finish the commercial. All right, yes, please. Let's finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, go back he on that. He's looking go back. like he wants to kiss that go boy. Back. Go back. Every Look how close boy, he is. The boy keeps looking away because he keeps leaning in to give him a kiss. Now, Beefsteak Charlie, now just so you know, he has one of those old-fashioned Kentucky Colonel ties. He's in a white, white dress shirt with a black vest and one of those... <laughs> Those Kentucky Colonel ties. He's got the biggest broom handle mustache you ever saw in your life. And he is two <laughs> inches this from boy. this kid's face. And it's not a child. This is a 13-year-old that this guy's watching eat as close as you can get. <laughs> he's, 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 it's like he's sharing the food in. with him. He goes in for a smooch twice. <laughs> okay. All right, please. I got to see that again. He looks like the boy just. Give me a smooch. No? Okay. Give me one now. I think his mustache touches the kid's cheek at one point. (laughs) Just look, the final moment there, tell me the mustache doesn't graze the kid's cheek. Watch. (laughs) Right? It's, uh, it touches his hairline. Definitely hair to hair. It definitely hair to hair. touches the little boy's giant bull haircut. Yeah. It's like there's a Pruder film. Hold on. Here we go. Yeah, there's definitely contact. Look made. At oh, that. oh, my God. And now they give you a piece of steak that a dog would identify. Yeah, a dog as would pass dinner. on. A dog would say, and, Yeah, I'm good. And two little. Two little scoops of, I guess, mashed potatoes and some sort of like one of those ice cream scoopers they used to use in the 50s when like before Americans would, you know, figure out like, oh, I want a big scoop. That's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, well, it's too close. Too close. They're really pushing the shrimp. I think yeah, they could say fell beef. off a truck. Beef, steak, Charlie's two night, and then throw everything in the garbage. Yeah, just sweep it all sweep into it a all giant garbage can. Off onto the garbage can. Or you just cut to this to the emergency room, and everyone, the little kid, everyone except Beef Steak Charlie is sick. Because he doesn't eat this stuff. He's, he just he's sells it. Kid. And then the people that breathe, that sang into the shrimp. Yeah, they're sick. They're in body bags. Yeah, they're just dead. Being they zipped died. Up. They died. It's like outbreak. <laughs> outbreak, Charlie's. Now look at look at that salad. Outbreak, Charles. Look at that salad bar. You have a giant bowl of lettuce. So there's some like tomatoes. The is, what dress dressing? Cheese, bacon, then some cottage oh, cheese. I those think those are toppings. I yeah. see. And then salad dressing. And was this before they understood how to lay out a salad bar? They just put things in dishes that people would, what, bring their own spoons to jab into? 
Yeah, I, I guess so. And Beefsteak Charlie reaches in at the end of this and pulls a freaking shrimp out of the bowl with his hand <laughs> and puts it in his that. mouth. Can you Hold show on, that, Brett, that. please? <laughs> Beefsteak Charlie's touching all Look at that food. steak. Just look at... <laughs> and he quick peels the thing in the motion. I've never seen anybody peel a shrimp as fast as Beefsteak Charlie just did. <laughs> he picks it up, rips it a tail off of it, and pops it in his mouth. Let's watch the second half of this. We got to see the song, got to see the mustache, the whole thing. I can't Here believe we go. Kiss me. Kiss me. Touch. Dead, gross meat. (laughs) So that actor must have died after this was filmed. Yeah, no, he died that night. Because they probably needed more than one take. There was a camera move. Can you search? He actually put that thing in his mouth. He reached into the bowl with his grubby hand. (laughs) Yeah. His grubby onset hand. Can you re? Can you search who played Beefsteak Charlie and we'll oh, see if yes. he's still alive? I don't think that would be this guy's knowable. I want him on the show. I want this guy on the show. I don't know if we'll be able to find out who that guy was. Let me go. De- I'm gonna go deep on this. I'm gonna find this. Brett can find. He can yeah. find anything. Were there other people in that ad besides the little kid? Or There's, was the little kid the only customer that night? Like, only oh, one customer came in. Yeah, a child came in to order. <laughs> That's to no wonder he was shrimp. getting so much attention. He got a steak and uh and a man and a guy tried to kiss him twice. Yeah. He just started to graze him with that moustache. <laughs> this is also what Brett just did. He goes, I'm like, Brett can find anything, and then we hear. Like, don't say, come on, Google. You what? just took the mystery away from the whole thing. I'm like, yeah. Brett can find anything. Want to make him think you have some special resource. Ah, but Google is not. That's just a start. I, I, it's the, the combination of keywords I use. It's sure. how deep mm. into the page sure. results I go. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm looking at message boards. I, mm-hmm. uh, that's just the beginning of the wormhole is Google. Mm-hmm. Isn't beefsteak, like, uh, redundant? Like, aren't all steaks beef? Um, or is a beef steak something else? I don't know. Does a beef steak refer to like a particularly cheap cut of meat? Maybe in the olden days there were just like, uh, I mean, because there's people that make steaks out of like tuna, tuna steaks. Um, wasn't there that, that article about that dog that kept pushing children into that, into that river because he kept getting uh-huh. beef steaks yeah. as a reward? Mm-hmm. Well, I forgot about that. Yeah, I remember they said that in the article that specifically he was getting beef steaks. So I think it's just like maybe an old fashioned way of it must be, referring yeah. to steaks. Yeah. But must the be idea the oldest, that someone would be like, like, you have beef steaks. It's just very, very disturbing. Must have me. meant in the old days as opposed to like venison steaks or, or whatever horror show they would make a steak out right, of. Right, that they're like bragging that they yeah. actually like killed a cow. Yeah. This is beef steak, not rat steak. Well, rat, <laughs> rat steak. 
Rat Steak Charlie's. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to <gasps> Tom Lacey, the actor that portrayed <gasps> Beefsteak Charlie in wow! the commercials. Oh, nicely done. Let's get him on the show as he did. Um, sadly, uh, Tom Lacey passed away in July 16th, uh, 2020. Oh, and he's a New Yorker. We could have. What was he? He was in Royal Tenenbaums. He was in Royal Tenenbaums. He was in Doc, Doc Hollywood. Doc Hollywood. Uh, Beefsteak Charlie's. Wait, what's next movie? to Doc yeah, Hollywood on, on the let right? Me, what let movie me, is let that? Get this, let me get this situated here. He was in the Beefsteak Charlie porn parody. Called Beefsteak Charlie. It was called Beefsteak Charlie, yeah. You're gonna get spoiled. We treat you right. Who did he play in Royal Tenenbaums? He was, the, he was a, a judge. What was the TV show he had all those things in? Law and Order. He was in Law and Order. Okay. He was in Spin City for an episode. Mm. Plane Passenger. What is that? What was he a plane passenger in? That is, uh, where is that? 1987. You're gonna get... Spo- what is that? Moonlighting. Song? Oh, he was in Moonlighting. What's that kind of song called? This like um papa, um papa. Yeah, is that what a is waltz? That? It is kind of like a waltz, like a like a mm-hmm. right, like the. Either way, I want them to play this song at my funeral. The beefsteak Charlie's theme. This is how I see your funeral going, and I know you know I'm going to take over no, your no. funeral. I appreciate you you having volunteered to plan it. Two giant shrimp bowls <laughs> are going to get brought out. I'm going to set a salad bar on top of your casket. And this is positive. <laughs> oh, no. All of this is exactly what I would have this wanted. This is what you asked for or what you would ask for. I know you well enough to know this is what you'd yes. want. You'd want a salad bar set up on top of your casket with two giant yep. shrimp bowls. Um, At the end where my feet are. Where your feet are. Then we'll get a 13-year-old boy. <laughs> To eat a plate of shrimp by himself. <laughs> then a guy with a bushy mustache mm-hmm. slides over. <laughs> tries to kiss him. Tries to give him a little peck on the cheek. And that r- rough, that mo- mustache must have been so bristly. Could you imagine? <gasps> Look at this God. It says that uh, it says that uh, Beefsteak Charlie was later joined in the advertising campaigns by his nephew Beefsteak Chuck, uh, who's described as an enterprising young restaurateur. So Beefsteak Charlie says, ads with "We won't stop Chuck. giving." He's right here. He says, "We won't stop giving," and then Beefsteak Chuck says, "Until you say uncle," which is something's going on at Beefsteak Charlie. <laughs> menacing. There's. Something going on. There's, if you, we won't stop till you say uncle. This is very. We'll have you yelling again. shrimp, shrimp, hooray in no time. Okay, I know that you're sick of me referencing this movie, but how autofocus does this seem? This is autofocus two would be about beefsteak Charlie. <laughs> and beefsteak Chuck. We should get Paul Chuck. Schrader. Can we get Paul Schrader on the show and pitch him <laughs> the beefsteak Charlie story? And we could do a hardcore adaptation too with Beefsteak Charlie looking for. Oh, we hardcore be Beefsteak Charlie finds out that Beefsteak Chuck is doing porno. No more shrimp. No more shrimp. No more shrimp. No more shrimp. And the headline says, "Come to our place and shrimp it up." And I will say, it's also strange to me that a franchise with the word beefsteak in its name. Is putting all of the emphasis on the shrimp and not the steak. Yeah, no, they're trying to just 
it seems like they kind of hoped you filled up on the shrimp and the salad bar. Then yeah. you get home, you get a doggy bag for this steak, and then you get home. Then you can't realize how lousy the steak was because it's uh, it's at home. It's cold again. You heated right. it back up or whatever. Right. The goal is keep people away from the steak. Yeah. Fill them up before they get to that steak. Don't I mean, let them do eat. Maybe there was a beef steak. Um, what's another CH name? Chachi. There was a beefsteak Chachi who crashed a, <laughs> crashed a truck of shrimp. Mm-hmm. Frozen shrimp. And they were like, we got to make the most of this before it goes bad. This is the uh, Todd Rundgren song that's supposedly about beefsteak Charlie. Maybe this could be in the movie. Kind of gritty. It could be in either movie. Over this, I picture beefsteak we'll Charlie's you- in the shower. We're watching Beefsteak Charlie shower during the scene in like a like and a communal bl- shower. And then blow dry his mustache and curl it. Now he walks toward the camera fully nude. Except for that string tie that he puts on first. He only has the string tie on. This song's playing. Todd Rundgren is such an interesting artist. Yeah. His stuff is all over the place. Like he's not far away from your guy in some in some cases. No, I I, I know. And then he's got some like just he's got a, some melancholy stuff. He's got almost like some Cat Stevens. Oh, there's stuff. beautiful he's stuff. Got some proggy stuff and the first two albums, uh, Runt and Ballad of Todd Rundgren, I'd put up against anything. Truly beautiful albums. Um. Some wailing wall just kills me. Um, yeah, is he's he's a fascinating guy. Yeah, I think I think he's got stuff in common with Warren Zevon too. Oddly, like he was just everywhere. Of, he, yeah, he, he did so much producing. He produced mm-hmm. uh, produced Grand Funk Railroad and the band and mm. and Badfinger. All these things. He was just he was he was like a one man Beatles for a few years there. Just so prolific. Interesting brain on that yeah. guy. Really unique brain. Mm-hmm. And he's still around. He still tours and still does stuff. Does he really? Oh, yeah. He's still. Um, well, when when he has that showdown with Vanessa Bayer's dad, it's going to be epic. A tale of two Todds. Yeah. Todd man out. The Todd man out. Yes. Which one will be the Todd man out? Brett, nope. do you have an ad with Beefsteak Chuck in it or no? Uh, I'm looking. I'm, I'm Man, there's so much stuff with Beefsteak Charlie's, too. I'm just reading these articles about it. There's, and w- when did they go under? Uh, yeah, they went under. They, like, merged with another restaurant chain because they had declared bankruptcy in the mm-hmm. late... Um, uh, it looks like the late 80s? 70s. Really? Because I remember no, them from yeah. my childhood, which is... No, yeah, I'm wrong. Not to brag, the 80s. They had a bankruptcy in the late 70s, but they were, they were able to power through it. And then they had another one that took them out in around uh, 80s. Charlie, the shrimp is bankrupting the whole company. We must have free shrimp. I don't care what it takes. We're going to have two... 70-pound bowls of shrimp. Oh, my God. I've never Out. seen bigger bowls. I probably could. It, it was like if there was a diving board, you probably could have. <laughs> imagine. <laughs> imagine he puts the bowl out at 
11 a.m. for the lunch crowd, right? And it's just on that ice. But now ice? I didn't see a cube I'm of ice. I'm assuming there's got to be some ice in there somewhere. Maybe I think not. you are being very be generous, being, sir. Maybe but now just imagine. I think the AC was turned to what? Like maybe 71. And that yeah, was that's that's, the closest that's, thing that's how he chilled those babies. I, you're probably right. Imagine that shrimp between lunch and dinner. Three getting, three o'clock, just sitting getting there. rubbery, <laughs> just sitting, getting wet and rubbery. I'm beef steak I uh, sorry, I, fa- I, fa- I did find a beefsteak chuck. I wasn't here. sure if too, that was the new soundboard. Yeah. Too bad we didn't do this show uh, this episode last week. We would have had six beefsteak Charlies on stage with us. <laughs> <laughs> it says here too they had um, they uh, would have like entertainment. I don't know if you ever saw any. They would have a uh, comedy, live music, and even audience participation talent shows. Sometimes at some locations. Oh my! God. So it was hell. So it was basically hell. Truly hell. You got to go to hell, get poisoned. Imagine we're gonna spoil. Yeah. We're gonna feed you spoiled food and spoil you. Yeah. Imagine you're just trying to go eat a meal at Beefsteak Charlie's, <laughs> and you have to listen to a talent show. Yeah, you have to watch your neighbor do stand-up. A local talent show. Now, I'm going to play banjo. (laughs) You're a 13-year-old. You just killed your parents. I'm going to play banjo. All you want to do is eat some some shrimp that somebody already stuck their hand in. Guy's like, like, can I just eat my goddamn free shrimp in peace for once in my goddamn life? No one said it was free, Tom. Beefsteak Charlie did. The shrimp when? is fr- the shrimp is free. I'm reading that was a huge, the a shrimp huge draw. Is free? A huge draw. You ordered a. No. You sat Can down. Can I say something, please? Can I say something? You pay for it somehow. Yeah. Oh no! It gets you. It gets you going in, or it gets you going out. You pay. That shrimp. You pay for it yeah. with your butt. <laughs> yes. With your just general intestine health. <laughs> There's no such thing as a free shrimp. Free shrimp, five dollars to use the bathroom. <laughs> That's how Ch- Beefsteak Charlie gets you. Five bucks. You're like running to the bathroom. Oh, I don't feel so good. Yeah, five bucks. <laughs> well, five bucks. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah, that's what I do here. Oh, you charge to go to the bathroom? Well, I give away free shrimp. I got to make it somewhere. Come on, just uh, let me in, you idiot. Five bucks. Deep, he pulls a gun out. Beefsteak Charlie pulls a gun out. He's like, "Oh yeah, you want to, you want to mess with me?" He Fine. Gun. Here's your five bucks, you monster. <laughs> yeah, it's also. Uh, and he's like, and he counts it. He's like, one, one. Two. He like licks, He licks his thumb oh, as gross. he as he like mm. separates the singles, and then you realize yeah. that's the same hand he reached into the, with shrimp, the shrimp bowl with. And then, with yeah. then you don't make it to the bathroom because <laughs> yeah, you throw up yeah. on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Please, please, just let me, let me here. Just no, I don't need my change. I don't need change. Just keep it. It's a twenty. Keep it. Please let me in the bed. I'm on a date. Beefsteak Charlie insists on touching cash and ramming his own hand. He puts on a little visor, like an accountant visor, when he's counting the money. Yeah. One, two. I mean, those really do help you count, though, and play poker. Yes. 
I got a beefsteak. I believe this features beefsteak Chuck. This uh, this commercial. This show is the dumbest show in the history of anything. It's a good show. Other people have bad shows. It's a good show. Oh, I'm not saying it's not good. I'm saying it's pretty stupid, though. I did it when I woke up this morning and was going to do the show. If somebody had said, write down 5,000 things you think you could possibly talk about, I would write 5,000 things down. Beefsteak Charlie would not be on that list. Well, what about Beefsteak Chuck? Well, he would have been third on the list. I'm Beefsteak Charlie, and this is my nephew, Beefsteak Chuck. Chuck went to restaurant school. He told me to put in a unique, deliciously fresh salad bar filled with healthy vegetables, homemade salads, and my own secret recipe dressings. Plus, with dinner is the shrimp, for which my uncle is just... Uh, hold on, hold on. Is his elbow tender. dipping into his the elbow dressing? elbow is in... Uh, oh Where's Beefsteak Chuck's elbow? That sleeve is Watch real loose. his elbow. Yeah. They're wearing, also, they've added those garters, those sleeve the garters sleeve to their garters. outfits. Yeah. yeah. The shrimp, which, for which my uncle is justly famous. And thick, tender steaks. And beer, wine, or sangria with dinner. At Beefsteak Charlie's, we won't stop giving until you say uncle. Uncle. Until. This is a sex club. So. <laughs> this is. This yeah. is about sex. What this were the is spots? about sex. The hottest spots in New York in the 80s. Plato's Retreat. Yeah. Hellfire. Beefsteak Charlie's. Exactly. Exactly. I got to say, there is something I, There's something going on with the shrimp. Something behind the scenes. Like, they won't I mean, stop. He, there's a line where he says, for which my uncle is justly famous. It's such a weird. Yeah. They're weird. really. Well, they're trying to well, make you know him seem like he's the egghead right? of the family. You know what shrimping is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom. You know little, it's little just it's sucking toesies. someone's toes. Yeah, yeah. It's called shrimp. shrimp for which my uncle is justly famous. And I don't know. It's just a <laughs> and well. And he shows up though before he can like say anything else about the shrimp, yeah. as though it's like, like ah, no, 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 no. They don't need to know about that. He says they're tender. The shrimp for which my uncle is justly famous and thick tender steaks and beer, wine, or sangria with dinner. His mustache does get into the beer. If yeah. you watch closely, he does yeah. dip his mustaches into, into the, the beer, beer pitcher. And also, Beefsteak Chuck's stupid tie <laughs> is hanging down into the French dressing. He could take a lesson from his uncle. I can't believe I just said that and oh. get a get one of those. Oh my, Julie. Those ri- what? We got to get Beefsteak Chuck on the show. He's still around. All right, let me <laughs> look. Let know, me look. We don't let know me look. that for sure. Well, Brett, look up who yeah, played yeah, Beefsteak Chuck, him. please. Beefsteak Chuck. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Like we call he, him to do the thing. He went to culinary school. Are you Beefsteak Chuck? Beefsteak Chuck. Who, who wants to know? Are I didn't do it, okay? I didn't do it. People used to call he me. He said a to lot charge for the bathroom. I said that's immoral. He made me do it anyway. <laughs> we'll make you say uncle. Yeah. Come on. That's not family friendly. Beefsteak Chuck. It's also like, I think they backed themselves into the we'll make you say uncle mm-hmm. by introducing a nephew character. Yeah. I think they were really excited about we're going to make we're going to feed you so much shrimp that you'll say uncle. How do we emphasize that? Oh, mm-hmm. I know. 
will come up with a nephew character who went to culinary school and told his uncle to start a salad bar and then he'll have him dip his elbows in all yeah, the dressing. Yeah. All right, wait, here's another beefsteak chuck one. I'm sorry, this is really... I feel like and something... that bowl of shrimp got, got shallower, though. I will put that out there. All I want to say, and this could be... We cut this out. This is a beefsteak Charlie episode. We don't have to mm-hmm. worry about these two clips you got, Brett. Oh, no, for sure. No, this is like Charlie. a... I truly feel like there's a mis- like if I watch enough of this, there's like a like there's like something codes in these itself. commercials or something. Yeah, that like some there's some yeah. like zodiac thing going. I don't know. I'm getting getting weird vibrations off of these off of all yeah, these it's, commercials. It's, it's it's porno. It's not it's not mm-hmm. it's not meta. It's just sex. This is these yeah. these commercials. Beefsteak Charlie's seems like a fuck spot. Yeah, I wonder if there's a, like a. a Code were like passwords hidden in the commercials to get into yeah. the back room, kind of a thing. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. Beefsteak Charlie. Beefsteak Chuck's been telling me about restaurant school. Uncle Charlie, everything we learned in school you shouldn't do and couldn't do, you do. I've always believed in giving people a lot for a little. No one beeps about the check at Beefsteak Charlie. And on Could Monday you pause it for a second? So many All the things we learn not to do, you do. Yeah. Like dip your hand. Yeah, in the dip your, reach in the bowl of shrimp with your hand. Uh, rub your mustache on a child's cheek. Um, yeah, just have your elbow and tie dip into the salad bar. Sell sell shrimp for free that you found at a gas station. Yeah. And the other thing, Uncle Charlie, the things that we learned at school you're not supposed to do, you do. Yeah, that's why you declared bankruptcy. Yeah. This place went under. Mm-hmm. I went under the table to throw up. Yeah, to throw up because you don't want to pay the five dollars to use the bathroom. Yeah, I said, "Well, <laughs> this place is as good as any." Any word on beefsteak, Chuck? No, but there's a lot of people in the comments here sharing memories of the place, and I'm wondering if I can drop a couple clues, you know, in the comments. Maybe somebody will have some information. I think I gotta, I gotta dig deep for this one. Mm-hmm. I also just want to find out what's going on with this place. I might try to like. Why isn't anyone listening to me? It's a, it's for fucking. No, I agree. I agree. That no, I, I'm with you. I would just love some confirmation. It's for sex, and if you eat anything, be prepared to have to use the toilet right away, because people don't come there to eat food. No, they don't. You order the steak. All you can eat steak. What's that called? Surf and turf? Oh, my God. Can you imagine lobster at Beefsteak Charlie's? The low-grade lobster. Right. It's just made out of rubber. It's made a rat in a lobster shell. <laughs> Beefsteak Charlie just drops a rat. Why is this lobster, lobster got, shell like, on. like yeah. gray fur? Yeah, why'd this lobster bite me? <laughs> Somebody in the comments is saying that Beefsteak Charlie had a warrant out for an arrest in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look into this a little more. Oh, everyone has it a board out for their arrest yeah. in Fort Lauderdale. I'm gonna compile every piece. I'm. Su- I, this. I'm. I don't know why. I'm. This is. This is just. So, You're gonna I'm, do portrait of a beefsteak Charlie. I want to compile every piece of information I can find about beefsteak Charlies online and put it on a big old, you know, one of those big cork boards, and then start connecting the dots. Because sure, think, like a beautiful mind. Yeah, that's right. You understand in that movie though, he was losing his marbles, Brett. <laughs> 
made a couple, I think, groundbreaking uh, mathematical discoveries, though. So, you know, you take the good with the bad. I think you can't have one without the other. You know what else he didn't uh, do is he, uh, the other problem I have with that guy is I think he was anti-Semitic. No, that's the real guy. The real guy. Whoops. Oops. I remember reading that, too. Yeah. You're gonna get spoiled. We'll treat you right. Just like our shrimp. We found it at Wendy's. (laughs) It was in the dumpster. (laughs) The dumpster of a Wendy's. Yeah. We don't know how they got it. They don't even serve fish. Julie, do you think there's a connection between Beefsteak Charlie and Charlie Manson? Yeah. You think like now we're, would ta- be now we're talking. thinking about that. Like who's more He would have the family sinister. go out and find stuff in dumpsters and then bring it back to Beefsteak <laughs> Charlie. Sell it to Beefsteak Charlie? Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. So basically, Charles Manson and his gals mm-hmm. would do dumpster dives and whatever they would find, they would bring to Beefsteak Charlie's and sell. Yes. For cheap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Beefsteak Charlie said, they just like, what's going on Beefsteak Charlie said? We got pickles. Pickles. Weird. No pickles. No meat tonight. Pickles. And bread. <laughs> like Crackers. Okay. Crackers, pickles, and crackers. Pickles and, and crackers. Bread. Yeah, pickles and crackers. That's the, and that, yeah. that's not just the salad bar? Yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome to Beefsteak Charlie Manson's. Are you mad? Do you feel blame? Are you hungry? Do you feel blame? Are you rice and fries and flicker 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 flicker? All right. I want to maybe, I don't know. Maybe this is nothing, but um, do, 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 have you heard of the, you know, you know the, the, the under the illicit CIA program MK Ultra that went oh, on in, in the yeah. 60s? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, MK Ultra halted in 1973, mm. and then Beefsteak Charlie's—well, this is what I'm saying. Beefsteak Charlie's went through a huge Chapter 11 reorganization, and then came somehow came back with the the Beefsteak Charlie's that we just saw in the commercials. Really started in 1975 after they came out of um, uh, uh, you know Chapter 11 bankruptcy. So. I don't know if that's a coincidence. Um, you know, MK Ultra maybe went under Grant. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, still just, I'm just trying to like put stuff up on the wall and kind of start connecting the dots. But that shrimp uh, has like you know sort of LSD mind control program written sure. all, written no, all over it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Then that's why it's free. Oh boy, we might be onto something here. Somebody's going deep. Wait, I want to see the end of that ad, or just show us one more ad, please. Oh yeah, glad we're 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 about six feet away from. Uh, Brett's gonna start throwing dirt through his window and building a giant uh, devil's uh, tower, like Close Encounters. No, you don't understand. I see it. He's gonna make a giant. Build, he's gonna build make that giant, thing out of shrimp instead yeah, of mashed potatoes. Yeah, he'll just make a giant devil's tower out of shrimp. Honestly, I've been looking. Oh, I'm gonna throw up thinking about the smell of that. I've been looking my entire life for one of these, you know, a big case, like a big conspiracy mm-hmm. case to get into. Yeah, now you found it. Might here be this go. one. This is it? Let's this see what we can find it. in here. Yeah. See if you see any deep. See if you see any anything off in here. Okay, I do the shrimp. <laughs> All right, this is the one we already saw. Sorry, but do you see that the built bowl got smaller? Mm. Oh, that's interesting. You're right. The bowl got very. Uh, because it rots a little slower when it's more shallow. Yeah. 
What are those people that doing? Woman. Charlie, and I'm warning you, my free shrimp and salad bar could ruin your appetite. See, this is these are threats. Oh, shrimp. No, look, come on, you guys shrimp. don't come on. Look at what I'm saying. Look at look at this. Your steaks? That shrimp is doused in in you know hallucinogen hallucinogenics. Yeah. You know steaks? I like a, a steak with a baked potato and like nothing green on the plate nothing, at no, all. Yeah. Those just, plates are missing something. God's color is white and brown. All the free shrimp you can eat at dinner. That was their motto. That is so disgusting. And a period at the end of that sentence. All the free shrimp you can eat at dinner. <laughs> oh, let's hear that shrimp runner again, please. Shrimp steak, Charlie, and I'm warning you, my free shrimp and salad bar could ruin your. At least appetite. they're using tongs. Oh, shrimp. 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 Oh, shrimp. 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 Wait, they not were available. About what? When is it not available? April bar with dinner could ruin your appetite. Not available in Lauderdale through April twenty-first. <laughs> That's where he had <laughs> oh, the that warrant. Was, that was where he was in trouble. Oh, yeah. this is this is. Oh, there, Brad, you're on to something. There's something going on here. So you couldn't yeah. get free shrimp in Fort Lauderdale because that's where he was in trouble. Yeah. Amy, you don't understand. It's about shrimp. It's about steaks. It's about MK Ultra. I'm on to something here. I think I really am. And then he's going to be like, me and Sandy are going to get out of here for a while. You don't understand. This is bigger than all of us. Free shrimp. Just think about that. What does that, how could you have free shrimp? And Amy will be like, yeah, they went out of business. That's how. <laughs> that's how come that. What happened in Fort Lauderdale? Any, any Florida listeners uh, that have any access to plane lands in Fort Lauderdale tonight. <laughs> Brett drives to the airport right from this. Also, Brett's not afraid of flying anymore. He's yeah. like, let's go. He's like, fine, now I'll watch now I'm gonna watch Field of Dreams. Or he doesn't watch anything. He just yeah. sits there and goes over his plan like He's with those people on a plane that like don't even look at their phone or yeah. bring a book or they're just sitting there like thinking. Yeah. He's just like, He's just like thinking about his mission. He's just going shrimp, shrimp. Shrimp, shrimp. Well, stay. It's a yeah. Stay tuned for uh, a full report for me uh, about whether or not um, M did MK Ultra actually get disbanded, or did it in fact go under underground and resurface <laughs> as Beefsteak Charlie's uh, with their unlimited shrimp. Uh, I'll get back to you with some more definitive mm -hmm. uh, research on that. Goodbye, little Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> You've Hello, been replaced Beef Charlie. by Beefsteak Charlie. It's like our next live show. Yeah. All I'm Beefsteak Charlie. Yeah. And I'm Beefsteak Charlie. And I'm Beefsteak Chuck. And I'm Brett. <laughs> you like? It's like the next uh, week at a Bergman, like. Yeah. Brett and Joe get into a huge fight because yeah. Joe won't dress up as Beefsteak Chuck. Yeah. Brett. Or he will, and Brett's like, "Yeah, you don't even have the right 
No. Sleeve garters. No, Joe will show up. Not taking this seriously. Yeah. And Joe's yeah. like, what movie is this from? Yeah. Joe <laughs> Joe shows up. Joe shows up and he's just like, yeah, I'm Beefsteak Chuck. And he's like, why? You're wearing a Joel Embiid jersey. That's not like just like <laughs> the thing he would wear anyway. Brett, <laughs> this is a slippery slope you're on. I can't wait. And it's slippery with shrimp. Yeah. yeah. Slimy, with, slimy with shrimp. shrimp slime. Give me a sled, baby, because I'm gonna I'm gonna be sliding down as far oh, as, as far gross. as this thing goes. I'm this going all slide. the way to the end of you the line. You are a slider. Go put your pads on. That's right. You picture Brett putting his pads on at the Fort Lauderdale airport. I'll pose as a slider. <laughs> Looking for work. <laughs> I'll pose as a slider who's new in town. But actually, I'm gonna go talk. I'm looking. It's like calls so like. Uh, this information is like, yes, I'd like the phone number for the CIA, please. Oh, Jesus. They're like, what do you want, Brett? Like, how do you know my name? Yeah, be like, anyone who asked for the CIA, we know your name. They'll be like, I know about the Beefsteak Charlie MK Ultra connection. <laughs> I'm fine. Is like, who is do this? Do you want a medal? Who are you? <laughs> how do you get this number? Who do you think? Stay where you are. We'll come and meet you. Stay where you are is always a good one. Yeah. Check out these babies. Oof. What are those? I'm a, you know, it's how every, you know, the research starts. And oh, you're buying a cork board? I gotta get a cork Don't board. buy yeah. a cork board, Brett. And I gotta get some index cards. Use your notes app. Use your notes app. Man, I gotta see it. I gotta, it's gotta be tactile. I gotta see it in front of me. Brett's gonna get some yarn. Pretty good prices on here. He's gonna get a bulletin board, a, a cork board, some, some thumbtacks, some file cards, and some yarn that he can run strings to connect can't each. wait so the lifelong dream comes give true. the yarn to the cats and move on with your life i've been waiting for waiting for something to call to me like this oh well, julie what would you think about this as a movie idea charlie and the shrimp factory <laughs> beefsteak charlie yeah. and the shrimp factory yeah grandpa joe Eating, loading I mean, up on shrimp. Would would beefsteak Chuck be like the Slugworth? I guess beefsteak Chuck would be like the Slugworth of the whole thing because he's like educated. Like Slugworth was a businessman. Seems like they're making fun of him in those ads when they're like, "He went to restaurant school." Yeah, and he's like, "Everything we were learn not to do, you do. <laughs> you do, you weird pig." Yeah. Hey, uh, Uncle Charlie, I learned that in restaurant school, you're not supposed to steal shrimp out of a dumpster Yeah, and give it out to people who are just looking to get laid in hopes of selling them dog food. You're at a beefsteak Charlie's and all of a sudden out through the kitchen door bursts somebody like like the gimp in Pulp Fiction <laughs> trying to run for their lives. <laughs> beefsteak Charlie has a taser. Zapped. Some Beef, sort of yeah, laser, a taser like, or something. He has a cattle prod and just zaps the person. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, nothing to see here. Uh, just uh, <laughs> Everything's fine. Let's focus on that free shrimp. Free sangria? Free shrimp for, every, free sangria for everybody. Uh, talk about the sangria for a minute. Hey, what about the guy you just uh, zapped with the <laughs> cattle prod? <laughs> Don't pup? worry about him. Don't worry about anything, folks. <laughs> Come on, get up and get some free shrimp. Hey, look who's here. It's... um. It's your, uh, your school teacher. She's going to do uh, uh, some ventriloquism. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's time for the big show. It's time for the stage show. Yeah. The big stage show is coming up. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you alleging that they kidnap customers uh, and force them to be sex slaves? Yes, I am. I'm alleging that. At Beefsteak Charlie's. And when they try to escape... <laughs> he, if you don't get away, he'll zap you with the cattle prod. That guy got farther than anyone else, running out into the dining room, crashes into the salad bar, <laughs> Thousand Island dressing all over his gimp mask. Don't worry, folks. We'll have the salad bar up and running, just like new. In the meantime, yeah. Please welcome the song stylings <laughs> of your postman, Steve. <laughs> if you like pina coladas. If you like wine and sangrias. So the sangria, I'm going to go ahead and say, was like Minute Maid Fruit Punch mm -hmm. or Five Alive. Yeah. Like one of, those, one of those juice drinks that in the 80s you could buy in a milk carton to like trick your like your yeah. parents would be tricked into being like, oh, this is healthy, like milk, like milk's even healthy. Yeah. And it was basically a soda just without the carbonation. But with like the cheapest red wine. Is it red wine in sangria? Yeah. And and it's then, like, so it's like and fruit, fruit slices. Like cut yeah. up. Th that is why I this is why I think this is what brought us here in the first place was that I don't like sangria. I think it's I'd rather I'd rather have fruit. Or wine, or whatever the third column is. In this case, I think it's five alive. Mm -hmm. But when they're combined, I just get a little overwhelmed. I just think that's. Mm -hmm. Unless you put, honestly, though, if you put a scoop of vanilla ice cream in it, I might eat mm -hmm. it or drink it. And five alive is actually what they say at the end of the night at Beefsteak Charlie's <laughs> after people eat that rotten shrimp. How'd we do tonight? Yeah, five alive. That's a success. I mean, just you don't think it's strange that like a place that has one food in its name is advertising another food as its Oh, I think it's insane. Thing, right? The shrimp thing. It's it it's, it's insane, right? Yeah. It's like calling me it's like if like I called myself hamburger Julie. Yeah, and then all you then all you and talk I was like, about free are, chicken nuggets yeah, exactly. or something. Yeah, they're talking about celery sticks. Hey, here comes or, or spaghetti. Yeah, here comes it's like come to Hamburger Julie's and get all the spaghetti you want. Yeah, that actually go there. That, sounds that actually good, sounds actually. great. Yeah. Honestly, that free spaghetti. Very... Yes, please. Could you imagine go to a place called Hamburger Julie's and they have all you can eat spaghetti? That sounds great. It doesn't seem creepy or weird like free shrimp. No. Oh my god, free, <laughs> free shrimp. shrimp until a sex slave like escapes, yeah. in which case just. It's still free. Just give us a minute to replenish the supply yeah. because he crashed Folks, into the yeah, salad bar. He crashed. Yeah, he ran out like uh, Fargo when she's covered in the yeah, the, the, uh, the shower curtain. And he probably does have like a leather bag zipped on his head. Yeah. Crashes into the salad bar face first. Yeah. <laughs> Croutons flying every which way. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention the S-H-R-I-M-P. 
which is replenished instantly to the extent of like, how did they get so many shrimp out so quickly to replace the ones that were on the floor? Yeah, how much and shrimp do they have at you this see, place? You see Beefsteak Charlie himself with like a dustbin <laughs> and a little broom, like oh. very carefully putting the, the shrimp up. The yeah. shrimp that were displaced into the dustpan. Yeah. And you could tell he's about to rinse them off and just he puts he just, them back on the yeah, top of the bowl. He's just like, hose these off. He has a hose in the back in the back of the beefsteak. Charlie just hoses them down. I feel like the hose down station is the main part of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, gonna go ahead and you say, go back into the kitchen and you realize there's no there's no grill, there's no ovens, no. there's nothing. No, there's like a microwave type of like the things that they have on a plane to reheat whatever yeah. the stakes are, mm-hmm. but mostly it's a hose down station. Mm-hmm. It's actually, it actually kind of looks like a, like a dog groomer, the way it's set up mm-hmm. where they have to wash yeah. a dog. Uh, 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 yeah. If the gimp has the, the little harness attached so he doesn't jump off the grooming table. <laughs> and they give him like quiet ears. Brett, can can you see? I know you know what dishwasher salmon is, Brett. Uh, uh, no, dishwasher salmon. Can you look up dishwasher shrimp first? I wonder if anybody does this based on what we've been talking about. It's oh yeah, so cooking, cooking things in the dishwasher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he probably did. Because beefsteak Charlie probably defrosted let's be honest yeah these are not shrimp that came from the ocean no. they came from a freezer bag he probably defrosted them in the dishwasher with a load of dishes yes dirty dishes you know this is an efficient mo- hey gee uncle charlie i went to restaurant school and i learned that you're not supposed to cook the shrimp with the dirty dishes yeah you shut your mouth Shut up or I'll tickle you with my mustache. So the website uh, BigOven.com has a recipe for dishwasher shrimp. Uh, Let's see. Make sure your dishwasher is clean is the first step. How is that possible? How is a dishwasher ever truly clean? Aluminum foil. No. Place two lemon slices on each serving. Then you wrap tightly. Folding the edges as you would a package. Load the packages on the top shelf of the dishwasher. Run through the rinse cycle. No. When the cycle's finished, you will have steamed shrimp and amazed guests. Yeah, um, guests. <laughs> amazed. Anybody who's doing dishwasher shrimp ain't having guests over. They'll, they're amazed that they're friends with you. They're like, what did I do with my life that I ended up here? Right. Can you pull up any video of somebody cooking salmon off their car? Ashtray Ash Clams Casino. And have you ever watched anybody cook food on an engine, a car engine? I have seen, like, when Anthony Bourdain went to Jamaica, I think there was, like, a chicken situation that looked really good. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, that's less gross to me than a dishwasher. I think it's the humidity that mm-hmm. grosses me out the most about it. Just... How when you open the dishwasher door and like that steam and I'm like, mm-hmm. I find it so 
distinctively unappetizing. Gordon Ramsay cooks sea bass on a car engine. Oh my goodness, talk of the devil. A bass. Fish? Yes. Don't ask, but I've got the fish. Where's the chocolate oven door? <laughs> Gone mad. Tana, can you flip the lid up, please? There, now. The what? lid. Open the oven door. <laughs> I seriously think you might have lost it this time. It's going inside on the engine. So he put, he's putting some foil on top of the engine. On what did we do last, Holly? This seems carcinogenic. Seems carcinogenic. Unnecessarily carcinogenic. Oh no, they're shutting the. the sh oh, that's bad. He's gonna go drive around. Where's he going? Is he gonna drive off a cliff? Well, that is off being a maniac trying to cook the fish on the car engine as he drives along. Hello? I'm making my squishiest, squashiest, messiest salad ever. At least we'll have a tasty salad for lunch. This recipe is all about tomatoes. To make it super colorful, I'm using two different. Cool. BQ All right, now. Be cooked. I am so excited. He's coming so back. Hungry. He pops the So he hood. drove away, Please? probably to buy some oh, fish. Yeah. No, it's hot. hot. I'm going to carry this to the table. G gently, please. Okay, gently. Very gently. Please, may I open the sea bass? Dad is about yeah, to course. burst. He's so excited. The salad looks good if all else fails. <laughs> Ladies! It cooked. What? He's only gone and done it. No way. My goodness. No one was going to say it didn't cook. Yeah. Whether you want to eat it. It tastes like motor oil. That's very strange. I don't think that's ideal. I can't quite believe it. That is pretty impressive. All right. Good for you, Gordon Ramsay. You're cooking sea bass on a car engine. This is like a collab between the... Five yeah. guys and the pet boys. <laughs> Everybody. Thanks for listening to Double Threat with your friends, Tom and Julie, the yes. coolest kids in the world. Absolutely. And thank you to everybody who came out to the two shows in New York or the one show in Los Angeles. We had a, such a fun time doing these shows live. Me and Julie and Brett and everybody who made it possible. Pat Byrne, we appreciate his help. And Trixie Mercury, who did our medley accompaniment, which was fabulous. Incredible. And the mm -hmm. karaoke video that went along with it was such a hit. And we thank her so much for that. Yeah, I want to thank, thank Brett Davis. Yep, I want to thank, thank Brett Davis for all the video assistance. And we need to thank uh, Pat Oswald, uh, the great Pat Oswald, who made that uh, incredibly funny Little Lord Fauntleroy video that we play at the show. Uh, so funny uh, and uh, just so awesome that, that, that he took the time to do that. So thank you. Thank you so much, Patton. Alex Dixon, who played the Hecker's rep in so New York, funny. who oh was fabulous. God. And our guests, Cola Scola and the George Lucas talk show guys, which is Patrick Cotner and Griffin Newman and Connor Ratliff. Yes. And most of all, thanks to you, the Double Threat listener. And if you missed the uh, the live shows, there is a live stream available for another five or five days. I yeah, believe. Yeah, through the end of this week, uh, when you go over there, I think you'll see like a counter kind of counting down. But through the end of this week, it should be available at moment.co/slash Double Threat. 
watch it for the first time, revisit it if you were there live. Uh, but that'll be available through the end of the week. Yes. And we will have merch available online. Are we going to do the the posters? We're going to sell the posters and more tie-dyes. Yeah, stay tuned on everything. We're going to yeah. do our we'll do our best to to get all the unsold inventory uh of, make that available um and maybe even some some additional inventory. Uh just stay tuned. We're going to do our best to get everything, you know, make everything available to everyone mm-hmm. as soon as we can. And thanks to the poster design Julia Vickerman. Oh, incredible. Fabulous poster. posters so and if you got one, you are Super lucky. It's a yeah. limited run and you are a part of history. So congratulations. Yes. And we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.